Hello everybody and welcome to Brumvagoon, Silk Road Mountain Race, Episode 2, Season 2, everybody is with you. No, sorry, I'm saying a lot of bullshit, uh, it's normal. It's pretty normal and super excited after the first episode talking with Nelson Trees. Today is gonna be the episode where we are gonna talk with the protagonist's main character, really stars of this event. I'm talking about the players. So as I was saying, uh, no, let's start from the beginning. I'm Stefano, my contacts as usual, hello at calamaro.cc, that's my email, instagram.com slash calamaro.cc, Instagram account, twitter.com slash readcalamaro, you know what I'm talking about, follow myself and listen to this episode just looking for Broom Wagoon or Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Don't forget about Spreaker, Spreaker.com slash listencalamaro and thanks to 3T, that is my partner for this adventure this year. Great. Go ahead. This episode is gonna be the real voice of the real participants, real stars of this amazing adventure, the Silk Road Monte Race. I've been talking with these guys really forever about this thing. First of all, was actually the one that let me discover this amazing ride. I'm talking about Max Brooks from Podia and then John Woodruff, John, my friend. I've been interviewing him since... I think he's the person with more uh, stars, with more partnership. I always do think. Uh, appearance. Anytime he was here in this podcast, in my podcast, this is the third or fourth time. And yeah, super good friend of mine is going to participate with it. I can listen to his voice. He's pretty excited by that. And then Bank Stealer. Bank Stealer is the guy actually who made me a lot of pictures uh, for some project and uh, whatever. He's a professional photographer or part of being a super strong rider. I've met him also for the Etap du Tour this year in July. And yeah, he's super strong. He finished, I think, the ride two hours before me. It's so fucking strong and it's gonna participate to this thing. So today you're gonna listen to their real voice on a bit of question that I sent them via email. I was supposed to interview as well also Chris All, Chris All Rides on all the social media all out, but I believe that he was a bit too busy and probably scared, nervous, let's say nervous on this adventure. He didn't do that, or maybe, maybe he did, because, but right now, uh, today is Wednesday the 15th of August, still I didn't receive any message from his voice, so probably he didn't send me and probably you are not listening to his voice right now. But anyways, I can tell you that one after the other you're gonna listen to the voice of Max, John and Banked. Listen to that. Hi, so uh, I'm Max, uh, I run uh, a clothing brand called uh, Podia. Um, I, I was actually on the, your podcast um, a few months ago, right? We were talking about uh, what Podia does, about the trips, and, uh, and then, yeah, I was talking about the, the Silk Road Mountain Race. Um, I didn't really do any specific training. Well, that's kind of a lie, actually. I didn't do any specific riding training for this. Uh, that's also a lie, actually. I did do some specific ride training. I generally, I was just riding. I knew that I had a um, big year of riding ahead of me when I uh, signed up for the event. Um, we run the, the Podia trips and I, and I ride on those trips. So I knew that I would, I would have a big year of riding anyway. Um, but I guess I did do some specific training, uh, more connected to the altitude because I was uh, worried whether I would be able to cope okay with the altitude uh, in Kyrgyzstan. And luckily we have, um, we have a uh, altitude chamber here, not far from where I live. Uh, so I was going there a few times to do some, you know, easy, easy training sessions in there and seeing how my body was reacting and it all seemed fine. They proposed me a altitude camp, so I actually went and slept 
in this altitude chamber for four nights. That was about three or four weeks ago. Uh, and it's supposed to help with uh, you know, general acclimatization. So yeah, I did, I did kind of prepare for it, but, uh, but I didn't in terms of you know, when I was actually riding. I, I very rarely have any kind of training plan when I ride. I just like to go out and ride. But actually what I did do this year was I, I tried to get in some bigger rides uh, early in the season. So I was around spring, I was doing some 200s and, and felt pretty good. Um, I did 185 last weekend or the weekend before, I can't remember. Uh, so, and then, you know, it's just shorter rides and more intense stuff in between. So uh, hopefully I'm feeling good for it. I think, I think I'm good. I'm, I'm the lightest I've been since I was, I think, probably 17. So that's a good sign. Probably I'm going to be as light as I was when I was 14 when I come back from a race because I'm not sure how much I'll eat and I'll just be riding non-stop. So <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how that goes. So I, I started a project last year uh, with a local uh, Krakowian frame builder called Piotr Leszewski. Um, and this project all came about, we, I've been doing bike packing for a while. So, you know, I had a, an open gravel bike with, you know, some Apidura bags on. Uh, and I actually went with Piotr uh, last year for a weekend camping in, in a really amazing area here in Poland called Beskidniski. And he had a bike which he'd built for himself and he had a like low rider rack on the front and he had a couple of pan couple of panniers and some small bags and i was just amazed about how much stuff he had in there so i was i was harboring these thoughts about having this bike made um which could ha would have a rack which would um you know be a bit more kind of a bit more of a gravel tourer than than just you know a carbon you know gravel bike uh so we started this project last year and it was going, you know, slowly. Uh, and then the Silk Road Mountain Race came up and I was thinking, yep, okay, this is, this is going to be the event, but I want to do it. And, you know, the part of the motivation behind having this bike was to have a, a rack on the front, like a, um, like a platform, which I could have a, a, a camera bag on. You know, I like taking a lot of photographs. I like making films and I wanted to take, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to go to Kyrgyzstan and, and do this amazing ride. I want to be able to capture it like I know I can, not you know thinking I have to take some small camera. So, so the motivation for this bike was to basically be able to carry a, a lot of camera equipment on, uh, and it's great because yeah, you know I, um, I had a special bag, well whole whole set of bags made by uh, Kristin from Gram, uh, the Berlin uh, company. Um, Everything has been coming together quite, you know, close to the close to the, the race. So I, I got the bike two weeks ago, built it up, and just started to try and get some kilometers into it straight away. Especially as I have a Brooks leather saddle on there, and those things need to be to be uh, ridden in. Uh, the bags arrived two, three days ago, so I've been, you know, kind of packing, unpacking, repacking, editing, packing. Um, and I think I'm, I'm probably about as light as it's going to be right now, but uh, that's not light at all. Um, <clears throat> essentially, I've got about two kilograms worth of camera equipment with me, which is also already a, uh, a, um, a disadvantage, you could say. And, uh, you know, I guess um, we're, we're taking, I'm taking a lot of stuff with me. When I'm doing it as a pair with my friend Justin, uh, we sat down quite early on and, and decided how we wanted to approach this. Did we want to take just a, 
bivy bag, super light setup, sleep as little as possible and try and win it. But consequently, probably, you know, not really be taking in what you're, what's around you, what you experience. Uh, and we decided that we would take it easy. We would have tents, we would take stoves, we would be, you know, cooking. Um, our, our only goal really is to just make it for the finishers party. So we're giving ourselves two weeks to ride the, the, the distance, which now when I'm looking at it, even that is going to be pretty hard, especially with a bike, which is going to weigh probably around 18 kilograms, I reckon. So yeah, so we'll see. We'll see uh, exactly how it's going to turn out. Uh, I'm looking forward to just getting into wilderness like that. Um, you know, I think one of the first things that grabbed my attention, apart from the amazing images that Nelson was putting up, was, uh, was just how epically wild it looks. You know, it's the kind of stuff that you, know, you see in Bolivia or, you know, the super high mountains. I mean, it's just, it's like nothing else I've ever experienced before. And that was what really drew me in. Um, I guess probably, especially with the bike setup I have and what I'm planning, um, maybe it would be better to not do it in a race situation. But I think that was part of the motivation that I wanted to make a film about this. So I'm going to be filming um, as I'm riding. Hopefully that will um, distract me from how hard it is and how much I'm going to suffer. Uh, maybe, maybe not, we'll see. Maybe I'll just halfway decide that uh, I'm not going to do a film anymore and I can't be bothered. We'll see. Uh, so, but I'm looking forward to, yeah, just getting out there, camping, um, sucking it up, enjoying some time with Justin and the other guys like John. And, uh, and that's it really. That's what I'm looking forward to. What am I most afraid of? <laughs> what do I fear the most? Wow, uh, I fear not being able to ride my bike up the mountains because it's so freaking heavy. Uh, that's my biggest fear. Um, probably will be pushing most of the time anyway because I've heard it's going to be a lot of hiker bike, um, which is fine. You know, I guess pushing might be easier. Um, no, I think I'm, uh, I'm fearful that I won't make it back in time for my 10 year wedding anniversary. So on the 6th of September, it's my 10 year wedding anniversary. I've got a flight on the 3rd of September to get me back. Uh, I basically have to make that flight, otherwise uh, my life might not be worth living. Uh, no, I'm joking. I'm sure. I'm sure it wouldn't be the end of the world, but but uh, probably better that I don't don't try and find out. Max is a pretty pragmatic guy, you can listen to his voice here, and uh, everything super prepared, super calm, I can't wait to see his picture, because he's also a super good photographer, out on the social media, his contacts are down in the description below, as also his tracking website URL, whatever you can find there. Now is the turn of Bank Stiller, Bank Stiller, photographer, I just discovered this, he's also an architect, super great human being and amazing friend. Listen to him and you're gonna have a lot of fun. I was really, really laughing as crazy for his voice. Hi Stefano, this is uh, Bengt Stiller speaking live from the Secura guest house in Bishkek. So um, I'm a freelance photographer um, since six years now, um, kind of specialized in action, bike and adventure um, photography, um, but also doing some architecture shots as well since being originally um, an architect um, who left that business behind and uh, dedicated his 
um, lifetime and my work uh, to photography, which is just uh, great for me. So um, I'm 40 years old and I teamed up with Moritz Lemmermeyer of Blackhand Travel, which is a travel agency for um, trekking and bike touring and stuff in Tajikistan and Kyrgyzstan. So I think we are a pretty good team. And yes, we arrived 10 days ago to get acclimatized um, in a good sense, I would say. Um, so uh, one of the things how we um, prepared for this race was for sure um, spending some time in the mountains around here, kind of hitting the track already, um, doing some yeah groundwork on the paths that we are going to um, see pretty soon. And yes, I mean, after seeing that and knowing that we will face some serious mountains, um, I kind of have to smile when saying this. Uh, we are pretty much aware of weather can change within minutes and we will face a crazy um, variety of temperatures and conditions. So that is probably one of the most challenging challenging uh, things around here on that on that trip. Um, apart from that, I just rode my bike as much as I could. Um, spent some time setting up my new bike. It's a bomb track beyond plus one uh, with some minor and major changes. I changed to Jones Bar for um, yeah, just for pleasure actually and having a pretty comfy um, position on my bike which is probably with that um, gravel that we are facing all that climbing and the descents actually um, I think a pretty good choice um, that is just one thing uh, so that is my bike basically um, with a lot of nice details um, but the key feature of that also is like made to measure frame bags and top tube bag and a special juice bag, but a major big one for my cooking set from uh, Gram, um, bike touring from uh, tour packing, sorry, Gram tour packing from Berlin. Christina did it for me in bright orange. It's just wonderful. And you might recognize it on some pictures. Um, so uh, that is like the basic setup. And on the um, saddle, I carry my very old school Caradise, um, old cotton canvas kind of bag, which I really love. And it's so easy to um, load and uh, deload. And it's just so accessible all the time. And it's been around with me for uh, probably 25 years. So I think that's a pretty good choice uh, to have that companion, uh, companion along with me. So um, what else am I bringing with me? Uh, the full set. Um, we uh, decided to have like tents with us, um, very lightweight MSR hover tents, um, a nice heat to summit insulated sleeping bag and a Western Mountaineering um, down sleeping bag, which is just awesome. So that is the setup to keep me alive when temperatures and conditions uh, will get really nasty. So the rest is basic. Um, I have the full set of clothes. Sure, don't have to mention that probably. Um, and some food. I mean, I uh, and a cooking system, as you just heard, uh, I won't rely on dry food all the time and won't rely on getting stuff uh, on every corner because, you know, 
uh, we hit some old Soviet kind of style um, supermarkets, uh, maybe, or gas stations and whatever. And if I'm not the first one, which uh, I probably won't be, um, might be, you know, sold out the nice stuff that I would like to have. So that is why I probably take care for, let's say, um, full set of food for at least seven days. So that's what I take. Um, but I'm counting on uh, riding the full 14 days. I mean, if I make it to the beer party, um, I'm as happy as I could uh, ever get probably. So, I mean, what am I looking forward to? <laughs> well, uh, the mountains and this landscape and the roads and, you know, just going crazy, climbing, just screaming your, screaming your lungs out because of happiness when going downhill and yeah, all the time that we spend around here in the mountains already, it's just, it's unbelievable. I couldn't, couldn't, it's since being a photographer, it's hard for me to not stop uh, at every nice spot uh, that I uh, recognize. Otherwise I would not make it far. Let's put it this way. So yeah, the scenery, the people, they're very friendly. The ones we meet, um, the fucking dogs uh, go a little on my nerves. Uh, we have to face them quite a bit, but uh, you have to get used to them as well. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, you have to deal with everything. So that's what I'm looking um, forward to probably the most that we have to solve things, you know, them <laughs> will be problems and quite a few ones probably it's uh, it's wild it's just wild the mountains are really crazy around here and the the passes are just a little different from what we all know probably coming from let's say central europe or i don't know some some other more smooth areas or where you get supply at least at all times and yeah that's uh that's uh that's it um stefano um yeah Hope I could um, drop some nice lines for you here. And yeah, looking forward to seeing all those other crazy, <laughs> crazy um, bike heads. And yeah, take care. Peace out. Ciao. Yeah, thanks, Bank. It is uh, great to listen to that. I can't wait to see you again and to ride some bicycles together and also to have a look to you. There are, it's already full of content, your Instagram account, your Instagram stories and whatever. You already, yeah, I was already riding the bicycle on top of the biggest mountains of Kyrgyzstan, but uh, yeah, it's great. Now it's time from John Woodruff. Listen carefully of what John is saying. At a certain point, he came out with a punchline. I can only define it a punchline. Crazy. I think I'm going to make a tattoo with this sentence over my legs. Listen to him and we are going to comment it straight after. Hey, Stefano, let me know how this ends up sounding and potentially I can record while I'm in Istanbul or when I actually get to Bishkek. Um, speaking to you from Schiphol Airport here in Amsterdam, there's a little bit of background noise, but typically the iPhone headset does a good job of blocking that out and I have 15 minutes to live board. <laughs> so, uh, you gave me some questions to answer and you want me to do it in a minute or two, but there's quite a few, so I'll try to keep it quick. My name is John Woodruff. I'm an American. I live in Amsterdam. Uh, I've been more or less in the bike scene now for going on like 13 years or so. A little over 10 years ago, I had a bike shop, a track bike shop in the United States. 
stayed involved in cycling, made it over to Amsterdam, uh, had two jobs when I first moved here and started my own agency, Two-Tone Amsterdam, and that kind of really dialed me back in to the cycling scene, everything from crit racing to e-bikes to bikepacking, the subject of uh, what we're speaking about today, to kind of anything. Uh, it's really cool, the projects that we get to work on, and uh, we'll be turning four years old at the end of this year. That's a little bit about me. Uh, how I prepared for this insane race. You know, uh, my friend Tice, who works at Shimano, had this funny saying that uh, training is for people with no talent. <laughs> and I really like that, actually. It sounds super snobbish, but even when I used to race in the velodrome and do well in criteriums in the United States, and when I first moved to the Netherlands, I never really trained. I think maintaining some base fitness is something that I'm able to do. And whenever I get out and do 200K and sometimes 300K rides, once I did 500K a month ago, and you can just fucking do it. And for anyone that I've talked to that's done uh, Transcon and things like that, they prepare, obviously. There's no reason to be naive. But you gain fitness on the road, and that's, that's what I'm counting on. A uh, little bit about my bike. If you look at my Instagram, that's J-O-N Wood Roof, like Wood Roof on a house, or 4-0, so at John Woodruff. The last photo on there is a little bit about my bike, not a lot. It was built by a guy named Lester Janssen. He used to build for a legendary frame building shop here called Ri. And this bike that I'm riding, to me, at the risk of sounding just grandiose and dramatic, it kind of is everything about Amsterdam to me in one bike. It's kind of incredible what it's, what it's become. Uh, it was built for Lester for himself as a Ri cross prototype. He's raced cyclocross on it. I've traveled with Far Ride Magazine to Nice with it. I've been to London with it. I've ridden to Bonn uh, with tons of friends from Patagonia and guys like Lawrence Tendam. I've ridden around the Isselmere, the largest freshwater lake in Europe on it, and I've done all kinds of crazy shit on this bike, and now it's been reborn, to use the repun that we always do, <laughs> as my own Lester. It's got a new rear end on it, new rear triangle to fit bigger tires. Uh, it's got a new paint job that my girlfriend Christy got involved with and it kind of turned into this amazing dream bike that's incredible to me. Um, Tice, that I mentioned a moment ago, helped me uh, get a whole new DI2 group on it. Uh, I've had a lot of the bags for many years that you see on the bike and ultimately it's this amazing mix of old school, new school, neo retro that I think to me represents like the kind of bikes, the kind of riding I like to do. And so many people have made such a big impact on this bike uh, from loaning me little racks and tools and time and things to help make this happen. So it really is kind of uh, a community on two wheels that uh, represents my past five years here in Amsterdam, which is huge. And now I'm gonna go thrash the shit out of it in Kyrgyzstan. Um, so Lax, next question, what am I bringing with me? I think that Instagram does a good job of that. I don't have a full packing list. The one thing I notice is I'm bringing a, a shitload more food than a lot of people, and I'm hoping that that's clever because it's fucking heavy. Um, but for the most part, those images on that Instagram post tell you, um, yeah, just try to keep it pretty lightweight, but there's a lot of food. The thing I'm most looking forward to, man, for me, this past year has been really wild. Um, 
on one hand, it's been super stressful, uh, dramatic, going through a divorce. It's never really a fun thing to talk about. Uh, on the other hand, things are going really well with my company. It's the first summer where I've been able to not be stressed about cash flow and things like that. And I'm with someone now that's really supportive of these kinds of things. And that's kind of, to me, feels like bookending of a chapter and a beginning of a new one. And I have the opportunity to do a big adventure like this. And I'm looking forward to that headspace and that freedom and kind of putting all this kind of craziness behind me and coming back with a whole new perspective. Of course, the landscapes are going to be amazing. I know a lot of people that are racing and I'm just looking forward to the experience. What do I fear the most? I don't fear running out of food. I think I've got that covered. I've got so many extra things I aired on the risk of having too much extra weight, maybe several kilograms. I'm bringing not one, but two extra tires. I've got four inner tubes, all kinds of patch, this and that, etc. Uh, I've done a lot of bike touring. I know a lot of people that also do, and I feel like I have all the supplies that I need. Fear that I, what I fear the most. I don't know. I'm not much of a worrier. I know it will be cold if it fucking rains all the time. I'm a little cursed with that. We'll see, but I've got like three different pairs of gloves. <laughs> I don't know. I think because I know the people are nice when we encounter there, we'll be able to find help if we really need it. And I'm riding with some guys, Justin and Max, and like I said, lots of friends that I know will also be out there. I feel like we're well prepared and we don't have much to fear. Everyone's well equipped and we should be careful. And uh, yeah, don't, don't go too crazy, just take it easy. Is a race though, after all. Um, anyway, I think that answers all your questions. Uh, I'm gonna try to update social media when I can. That probably won't be frequent. And of course, everybody can watch everybody's dots via the links that uh, Nelson and Silk Road are putting up. And I'm looking forward to flying out from Amsterdam in a few minutes. Boom, clocked into seven minutes. Awesome. Thank you. Training. Training is something for people with no talent. I'm gonna make a tattoo, John, I swear. I'm gonna make a tattoo with these words. Well, thanks a lot also to you, John, and good luck for the three of you for this amazing adventure. We can follow you, we can follow you in all your social media, everything is linked down below, Max, Banks, and John, and uh, good luck for that, I'm gonna follow you, I'm gonna send, me, gonna send you also some couple of messages, so uh, don't make me be afraid and be worried of what is happening all around there, huh? please, do the things in a proper way, don't, yeah, you know what you have to do, don't overdo, and yeah, we will talk to you, probably, I hope so, I'm keeping my finger completely crossed at the end of this adventure, I will talk to you soon. And I will talk to you soon, guys, I think in a couple of weeks again. Sorry if I'm not going to be super consistent in these three episodes. But the point is that just I want to follow in these three episodes, first three episodes, all the things of this amazing ride. And I think it doesn't make sense. So probably it makes sense. I don't know. We will see. Anyways, two episodes in two days and then one week of stop and then another episode at the end of this amazing ride. I'm talking about the Silk Road Mountain Race. Thanks to you to listen to myself. Send me any kind of feedback. You know my contacts. Hello at calamaro.cc. That's my email. Instagram.com slash calamaro.cc. Instagram account. You can follow everything over there. Twitter.com slash read calamaro. 
follow and click the subscribe button and share this episode. Just look for Broomwagon on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or go to spreaker.com slash listencalamaro. Smash the subscribe button, hit the share button, send this episode to your best friend, your mom, your bakery guy, your beer dealer, because we need to be a lot. Thanks to 3T to support me on this adventure this year and bye bye.